Is France now riding the wave of post-populism towards genuine reform and a national revival even? President Emmanuel Macron received the ringing endorsement of a decisive majority in his country's recent parliamentary elections, leaving the country's traditional parties reeling. We're joined on the line by Vincent Michelot, Professor of Politics at Sciences Paul Leon. Thank you very much for joining us. Good morning. So... First off, can we have a brief overview of that latest round of the elections? Well, the uh, the party of uh, the president, En Marche, uh, onward or march on, uh, obtained an absolute majority. Uh, they needed 289 seats uh, in the French National Assembly. They obtained 308, which means that they can govern without the junction of another uh, minority party, and they have uh, free reign over uh, French uh, legislation uh, for the next five years, unless uh, the uh, the caucus of En Marche uh, breaks apart, which would be very surprising. I talked about this being a post-populist era, because this is, after all, after Brexit and, and Donald Trump's election victory in the United States, and a lot of people were looking at the French elections as something of a litmus test. Now that they're done and dusted, can we say that uh, President Macron represents something else? And, and if so, what is that? Well, very definitely, he does represent a, an, a form of anti-populist wave uh, in the sense that uh, French voters did take into account uh, the Brexit vote, uh, the Trump vote in the United States, uh, and uh, the uh, the rumors uh, around Europe of the, uh, a rise of populism, and they rejected that uh, that brand of populism, uh, especially as uh, the French brand of populism is tainted uh, by associations with extreme right. Uh, uh, quasi-fascist movements uh, and a, with a uh, relatively dark and uh, anxiety-driven history. So what we have now in the French Parliament is a very large uh, uh, majority uh, caucus, a majority group, and a fragmented opposition with three caucuses on the left opposing uh, uh, the, the, the government and two, uh, two, or at least, or maybe three on the, on the right, too. So uh, Emmanuel Macron does have uh, a free reign, and on top of it, he did campaign openly in favor of Europe and uh, in, in rejecting uh, populism, so there is no, uh, there's a clear mandate uh, uh, on his part. Yeah, I mean, populism can also, generally speaking, we're no exception to this in South Korea, also entail welfare promises and other areas of gaining popular support without necessarily having the means to back those up. What kind of leader do we expect Emmanuel Macron to be now this honeymoon period, maybe at some point starting to wane? I don't know uh, whether it, the, the feeling on the ground is of that nature. Well, uh, the, the the French Parliament is going to start uh, an, uh, an emergency session uh, at the very beginning of uh, July. Uh, they're going to first proceed in electing uh, uh, the the president of uh, the National Assembly, and then the, uh, the, uh, the the chairs of the various committees. 
And then uh, they're going to uh, go on the uh, their major uh, project, which is a reform of the labor code and a, re- a reform of labor laws more generally, uh, allowing for more flexibility and a form of uh, deregulation, while at the same time uh, trying to protect uh, the French welfare state, uh, especially in three areas. That's our retirement program. Uh, that's what we call Social Security, which is uh, our health coverage program, and uh, indeed its unemployment compensation, mm. uh, which is uh, which are three programs uh, to which the French are extremely attached. And uh, I believe that they're uh, willing to accept uh, a large amount of deregulation and uh, more flexibility in the labor market, provided the safety net is protected and remains in place. But this provides some room for the rise of the left, potentially, this area of labor reform. We've heard Jean-Luc Mélenchon ready to stand up to Macron, reads the headline from The Guardian of the last few hours. The hard left leader, it says, prepare to fight in Parliament or on the streets for workers' rights against Emmanuel Macron. Obviously, we expect this kind of talk, but uh, is that backed up? by reality, or is, is it likely to be backed up by reality going forward? Well, we, we could almost uh, bring up uh, uh, Stalin's famous uh, question, uh, how many divisions does the Pope have? Uh, in uh, the case of Mélenchon, it's very clear, uh, his caucus in the French Parliament has 18 representatives uh, to uh, Macron's 308, and uh, even though they're going to be very vocal and uh, 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 very hard and direct in their opposition, uh, it, they want to take it to the streets. And uh, obviously, uh, the president has a, a very uh, strong mandate. Uh, the low voter turnout in the parliamentary elections uh, is not such a, uh, an alarming uh, fact and as far as the French acted in a way rationally, they uh, turned out uh, uh, very well for the, the elections that counted, that is to say the presidential elections with an almost 80% uh, voter turnout and the parliamentary elections as usual in the Fifth Republic were just uh, uh, confirmation elections, uh, and which gave the, the, the party, the president, uh, uh, the means to uh, to govern effectively. Now, when you talk about labor reform in France, there is always that fear uh, that the uh, uh, the action is going to take place on the street, uh, and that some unions and political parties will take the fight to the streets. At the same time, uh, it's labor reform, which is going to come as the very first uh, point of uh, Macron's uh, uh, calendar. And uh, as I said, again, he does have a mandate for for that, which is very different from the previous presidents, which uh, tried to do such things. This is also a man who's enjoying great global attention. He's being seen as a as a European Union figurehead also. A lot of people in different countries are looking to him to see what's going to happen next. Is this a, an opportunity for the revival of France, in a sense, if that was required? Uh, we'd heard Marine Le Pen, obviously, talk about the need for a national revival of sorts, but this is something different, but still equally compelling, would you say? 
I think that uh, it's much more the revival of Europe than the revival of France, which is at stake. Uh, most of our uh, governing class, whether on the conservative side or on the socialist side, uh, up until uh, 2017, uh, had been uh, European, but uh, to a certain degree in the closet, uh, uh, being uh, almost bashful or shameful about being pro-European. Uh, Macron is openly pro-European uh, and has kind of launched a new uh, moment in uh, European integration and the redefinition of the European project, which is in dire need of uh, new ideas and new stimuli. Uh, uh, and the, uh, the, 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 the national renewal of France is going, only going to be a byproduct of more European integration. And that's the idea of Macron. And that's where he's very different from other leaders in Europe who almost uh, apologize in being pro-European. Uh, they make it uh, sound as if it were a necessity that they have to tolerate but excuse themselves for to the voters, whereas Macron had, takes a, a different position, which is uh, that it is through more European integration, uh, both at the economic level, but also a, in terms of rights and in terms of a joint uh, uh, foreign policy uh, towards the United States, but also in the Middle East, uh, that uh, the, uh, the re revival of the national spirit is going to take place. Is there a danger, though, of a backlash further down the line from those who want this to be more about France and less about the EU? And, and if so, what sort of circumstances would generate that, do you think? Absolutely. Uh, the, the, the stakes are extremely high, and if for some reason uh, the, uh, the first two or three months of uh, the uh, Macron government, especially in the fall uh, when uh, the country uh, is uh, back at work or back in school, uh, if that first period is not as successful as the first few weeks of the Macron era, uh, then uh, there were a lot of promises made. Uh, there was a lot of hope generated by the campaign, and the higher the promise, uh, the hope, the the, uh, the 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 higher the number of promises, uh, the uh, the greater the disappointment in a way if that doesn't work. And uh, a lot of uh, commentators here have been very clear about this. Uh, this was kind of the, the last election uh, before France uh, would potentially turn uh, to a party which is way beyond the Republican pale, and that is the National Front and its present leader, uh, Marine Le Pen. Professor Michelon, thank you so much for taking us closer into a situation that profoundly affects France, but also the rest of the world one way or another. Good to have you on the line. My great pleasure. Vincent Michelot from Sciences Polion, or Science, I presume with the French pronunciation. But if you want to have your say in cold black and white text, you can do so right now. Pound a sharp 1013 for 51 per message.